This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right, welcome to Line Dance Podcast and probably our third and final installment of applying the 100 Simple Secrets of Happy People by David Niven, PhD, to uh, Line Dance. We left off, I believe, at number 70, and we are now on number 71. As I read this description to... Megan Barcelia. Yeah, and I am, of course, Christopher Gonzalez. Number 71. Don't accept television's picture of the world. Watch television for any length of time, whether it's the news or a primetime show, and you'll inevitably come to the conclusion that virtually everyone is either very rich or about to die a horrible bloody death. (laughs) These pictures affect us more than we know. We fear that the awful events on television will happen to us, and we are frustrated that the nearly universal wealth we see on television hasn't reached us yet. Separate, Separate what you see from what you know to be real. Base your expectations on reality, not on television. Interesting. So you think you can dance. And other major dance shows can um, give people a feeling that... Like, let's say they're just starting out at their local community center dance class. And for relevance sake, let's say... uh, Let's say it's a line dance class. And they feel like they're making good, solid progress. And they have just mastered that syncopated grapevine that they were working on for a couple of weeks and then they they go on TV and they see other people just going crazy with you know their youth and energy and money and whatever else you know time that they put into their craft and it it, make, it could make the person at home feel like what they're doing isn't significant and isn't as impressive as what the people on TV are able to do so they might think well, there's no way I can ever get to that level like those people, they, they. If anybody wants, it's kind of like when I when I was learning to play guitar, and I was just doing my basic chords, and my roommate down the hall was doing like all this fancy stuff. I would hear him play, and it would make me not want to play like the rest of the day. And it wasn't anything he was doing wrong. I would just feel like if, if people wanted to hear guitar being played, they should go to him. They should just listen to him play his amazing stuff. And then my attempt at guitar could just stay quiet and not go any farther for that that rest of the day. So if people are careful what they're consuming on television dance-wise and know that what they're doing for themselves is right where they need to be for themselves at that time with what they are able to do, Uh, If they're able to keep all that perspective in mind, then the TV won't get to them. But if they try to compare themselves with what they're seeing, with all the edits also, like not everybody necessarily is getting all of their steps perfectly the first time through, depending on what show you're watching. They might have had to edit together a few different takes. Um, If it's not like a reality show or something. And even then, you know, they do a lot of editing. Like, they've got makeup, they've got lights, everything makes those people look like rock stars, and the people at home in their pajamas going over a line dance that they just learned from their community center, you know, they might not feel that fancy, but there are a lot of big differences between home, real life, and their real friends, and the real experiences they're having every week, 
place they can look forward to versus something that's heavily produced and has a lot of money behind it and the people who are dancing have had a lot more time. True. Very true. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of YouTube videos, but also applicable. same exact kind of concept. Because um, I know I will look up hours and hours of dances, whether it be line dance or ballroom or just even contemporary dances, just to see how the body can move. And, you know, it's definitely, you have to be careful not to fall into the trap of comparing yourself. Number 72, you always have a choice. Remember, you don't have to do anything. You can choose to do whatever you think is important enough to warrant your efforts. Don't lament your responsibilities as burdensome and unavoidable. Think of the positive effects of your actions, the reasons you go to work, the reasons you keep the household running. definitely the choice of which line dance to learn. Yup. Yeah, you don't have to do everything that comes out on Cobranop just because you think it's going to be popular and your friends are all going to do it. If you don't like it, if you've seen it and you've tried it, you're like, eh, it's fine to sit that one out. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you can choose not to do something, but you can also choose to do something if you're, just because you're the only one who wants to do it out of your friends doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't want to learn it too. Um, or, for instance, I know you had mentioned before how there, every once in a while there'd be nights where you were like, I really don't feel like going out, but if I go out, potentially I could be that other person that gets that one person's dance played. So that choice to go out could, in turn, actually help someone else too. So, But you also don't have to go out. It's okay to take a night off every now and then, too. For choreographers, just because a big popular song comes out, you don't have to be the one who choreographs to it if it doesn't speak to you. You don't have to force it. You you know somebody's probably going to do something to it. Just let them be that person and stick with what you instinctively feel is better for your soul to choreograph to. And instructors, you don't have to be... Like, let's say you are all, all set to teach a class that night and you just don't think you can muster up all the positivity and, and encouragement that you, you think would be best for your class to be exposed to. If you're not feeling it and you don't want to drag them down, maybe see if one of your students can do a guest teach because um, that would help you know, boost their resume if they... If they uh, are able to test it out and possibly even like it enough to do it again in the future, um, that would be a big opportunity for them. Also, it would um, it would even probably be fine for you know just doing like a review day for those people who think we're learning too many new dances. That's another opportunity for you to you know, take the night off of teaching and just kind of be among your students yeah. and and enjoy the dances that they're enjoying as one of them. And then, I guess, let's see, for DJs, you have a choice of not doing the same dances. Like, let's say you're at a multi-day event, and you know that there are some dances that 
you think are just supposed to be played because those are the ones that are always played. Um, it's okay to get a little weird, lit, you know, depending on the time of night and play something a little more obscure because you could make somebody's whole night if they're a, you know, a, a past line dancer and they know some of the old classics and the expectation is all the new dances are going to be played because that's what everybody's there for. Like, you can still whip out that, you know, song from the 90s and maybe only that guy and six of his friends know it, but that could be the only dance that they do for the next two hours if they really don't know any of the new ones. So you have that choice as well to, you know, deviate from the expectations of the masses and, um, you know, just kind of cater to somebody who you know is going to be really happy because of that song. Event managers also, uh, you have the choice of taking a chance on a more obscure choreographer at your event and thinking this will be a big boost for them when, you know, 20 years from now, they are like the classic person people think of as line dance. Right now, nobody knows who they are, but you could be the person that starts them on that path. Very true. Were you about to say something? Did I cut you off? You're good. Number 73. Be agreeable. Make it easy for people to deal with you. Don't be angry or disruptive merely because you can. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah. There's... I don't know. That's a tricky one for me because I generally like to be agreeable. Um, yes, I definitely have my own opinions and not necessarily afraid to voice them, but I have definitely learned uh, time and a place. Oh, yeah. Like we were kind of saying, um, is this something that you would want to hear or, you know, uh, loving, kind, or necessary? Uh, there's a lot of things to say about that when just interacting with people every day but also when it comes to dance because as I know I have mentioned before you can be extremely vulnerable out there and to have someone make a a comment because they can doesn't necessarily you know need to happen Mm -hmm. Uh, as well as It's hard because I know a lot of times it's the uh, squeaky wheel that gets the oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily leave a good impression on dancers or uh, even you know venue owners or anything like that. If you're the one kicking up dust just because you can and having to say what you think is going to, uh, how the night should be ran. Um, It can interfere with the clientele, the DJ, the, I mean, it's, there's so many different facets to making one night of dance work at a venue. And just because you think it should be run a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that that is, needs to be voiced. It could be just let the the few people enjoy the night that they have out because they're on the dance floor dancing. So, anything come to mind for you? Yes, two two things came to mind for me. Uh, One 
those variations. I know when when it's the polite thing to do to just keep it vanilla for a couple walls and not confuse people. Because yeah, there might be some things that I feel inclined to do, but in the spirit of being agreeable and you know looking out for everybody's best interests, I know when it's confusing for others. Like if I'm on front wall and they're looking in my direction, even if they're not trying to follow me, I might throw them off. Yeah. So sometimes it's all right to just save that for the back wall when you're on you know, the wall that uh, nobody's facing. Um, also, for instructors, knowing your venue and knowing your crowd may help you put together the most successful lesson for everybody. If you go in with a certain idea and you want to teach you know, this song or you think that people need to be doing more of this kind of dancing and they're like a country crowd or something, they don't know about circuit and like contemporary styles and, um, and they want to just do some good old country music, like we have an amazing circuit uh, instructor locally who went to a venue recently and taught a country line dance, a beginner level country line dance, and people liked it. And it's, I mean, from what I've seen in the past you know, couple of years, it doesn't seem like the genre in which she usually hangs out, but she, she knew her venue and she knew the people who were going to be there and she knew what they were expecting based on like all the flyers and everything. So she taught what she taught and it was great. Everyone had a good time. So uh, regardless of you know, what you intend going in, you may need to adjust in the spirit of making everybody happy. Yeah. And in a way that can also make you happy. It doesn't mean like compromising your core principles or anything. Just finding the aspect of yourself that, you know, sees the way they, they see. Number 74. Don't ignore one part of your life. We are happier when all the pieces of our life are generally in good shape than when one area we care about is perfect and everything is falling apart. What do you have? Actually, I was still thinking about the previous one, to be honest. I was thinking about DJs and how they can be agreeable in playing (laughs) stuff that... um, yeah, maybe playing for that obscure song that the guy 20 years ago was... Anyway, <clears throat> number 24, if you don't even know what you like. Um, okay, there's an example at the end of this section. It says, in research on a large group of college students, those who were less likely to link the attainment of a specific goal to their overall mood were 19% more likely to be satisfied. Okay, okay. So it's, a, it's a, kind of a question of balance. Like... If you are doing great with line dance, but you're not a very good friend or family member, or um, your health is kind of failing in other aspects, like you're eating all this, you know, dreck and taking a lot of stimulants and your dance game is on point, then you're probably still going to not get very good sleep. And maybe your finances will be out of whack if, like, you're ignoring that. Like, it's, it's good to remember the whole life experience and 
not think that some parts just aren't important because they aren't the part that you're passionate about. Sometimes you just have to do a little house cleaning, like literally and metaphorically speaking. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's well and good to be passionate and work as hard as you can in one field when you have the time, but you need to know when time needs to be spent on the other aspects of your life that keep the motor running and keep everything functioning properly. Yeah. Um, what came to mind for me is my theory, which I know I've mentioned before. Um, I work hard so I can play harder. Mm-hmm. Um, I try really hard to keep things balanced in my everyday life, whether it be getting to work, my bills, um, even catching up with friends and family. Um, and yes, every once in a while, they will, you know, temporarily take a back seat to dancing. Um, but at the same time, I will go back and revisit those and make sure that they're still taken care of and still, you know, worked out. Um, you had mentioned eating. I know we've mentioned laundry before. Um, definitely important things to uh, keep in mind uh, because the other thing is if you're worried that you left the front door unlocked how are you going to enjoy your moment mm-hmm. so if you're worried about bills or if you're worried about some relationship or you're worried about um, work um, it can definitely affect you on the dance floor too yep Number 75. Listen to music. (laughs) Music communicates to us on many different levels, and our favorite music tends to transport our mind to its favorite place. I agree. Right? When dancing, it's important to listen to music. (laughs) Uh, Although there is that one quote, um, they say to dance like nobody's watching or something like that um, like that's how the, 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 the quote starts and then I'd rather dance like a toddler they don't even care if there's music yeah yeah, um, yeah okay well to expand on just listen to music in general I would say listen to lots especially if you're a choreographer or an aspiring choreographer listen to lots of different kinds of music and it'll give you ideas for how things can hit in a different way than you would have considered based on what you're used to. Like, if you're used to just doing simple country dances where it's like one, two, three, and four, five, six, seven, and eight, or something like that, like a cha-cha or whatnot, um, then you might not know that there are little in-between things that you can you can tack in there um, that will be more obvious when you listen to music that's set up that way. Like new flow, bump ba dum, bump boom, bump ba dum. Like there are ways that you can hit that that you wouldn't with a normal. Like there, there are some songs and dances that can be interchangeable, but that one fits so well with its choreography right. that it it would be weird to do something that just had like the same number of counts, but totally different rhythm of dance with that song. Yeah. So listening to different music lets you know that there are different possibilities for your movement. Well, and I know that 
when I talk about line dancing with a lot of people, uh, they will be like, so country? And I was like, well, that's part of it, but there's, it's more than just country music. And, you know, a lot of times they call my bluff, so I'll have to, like, show them uh, a video of doing it to a hip-hop song or a rock song or a waltz. And so having that different um, genre of music all throughout line dancing is definitely a nice way to reach many different people in different ways. Um, I know me personally there's been several of the slower songs um the absolutely beautiful choreography that just works so amazingly well have just like touched me emotionally that I cherish those songs just as much as I do the ones where I'm jumping around and spinning and you know going at 120 miles an hour uh, trying to keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so music, t- you know, has such a variety of way of reaching people that it, I mean, it is essentially yeah, the other half of dancing. I would also so. recommend it for people who are still learning, like if they're in that process where they just learned it the day before and they're not 100% on it, listening to the song listening to a playlist of ones you're in progress on you can almost practice in your head just while you're driving even if your body's not doing it you can kind of maybe count along if you know what the counts are for it then you can count to the music whatever the steps would be and then the next time you dance it it'll be magically a little bit easier absolutely number 76 let your goals guide you when you have chosen reasonable meaningful and aligned goals pursue them with all your heart. Wow. That's uh, definitely something we're currently working on. True, true. As we're headed towards Stoney's. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, that's <laughs> something we didn't mention is we're, we're driving to Stoney's right now for another night of dancing. And then we've got Vegas coming up in a few what, days. Two or three days now? Yep. Yeah, so uh, that in itself, you know, when you find something you love, don't let it go. Work, work whatever angle you need to to keep it a part of your life. Uh, whether it's, you know, for instance, dancing, whether it's being the student, the teacher, the choreographer, the DJ, you know, helping set up events, handing out flyers for events, trying to get people there, you know, it's be a part of it because it's something that makes you happy. Um, and, you know, that in itself is setting a goal. How, how do you be a part of something you love so much? So. And you? Yeah, I mean, that says a lot of it right there. Also, as we mentioned in one of our previous Simple Secrets, it, um, it kind of shapes the rest of your life around it when you have something to save money for something to look forward to, something that you can be excited to tell your friends about when they say, so what's new? Or how are things? If you just, if you don't have anything, then your default answer might just be, oh, fine, same old, same old. But if your goals have you practicing or learning new dances every day, 
And when they say what's new, you'd be like, well, as of about 20 minutes ago, this dance is new. So let me tell you about this dance. Yeah. And then you can tell them what event's coming up, uh, who you talk to on Facebook because you're both you know, going to this event in six months and you were thinking about rooming together. Like so many more interesting things will happen between now and the time that your goal is achieved. If you don't have that goal, then things just happen. And they might not even be, for you, like worth talking about because it's just normal stuff. Well, and to go a little bit further on that too is set that big end goal and set a bunch of little daily goals to get there. Yep. So that when you finally get there, it's not necessarily the destination, but it's the journey at that point. Yeah. Like even when we were going over Just Feel Like Dancing by John Lieberman earlier... And thinking about this is the part, you know, where we were running into the car because we were crashing in the garage or, like, bumping into the water heater. Like, yeah, it's frustrating to only have that small space in a way when, you know, you'd like to have a big big floor to practice on. But also, I mean, that's something that I'm not going to forget. So it, it is very much, you know, the little things along the way that you can, you know, remember and enjoy for themselves, even if they're not the big end stuff yet yeah. yep agreed number 77 use your job positively at its best work gives us a sense of purpose and enhances our appreciation of our life outside of the workplace appreciate all that your job gives you and it will help you appreciate what really matters well that's two things for me one uh the youth that I work with specifically definitely reward me, even with some gray hair, um, but they have enriched my life so much, and they have shown me so many different things that I can then turn and look at dance with such a love and a passion and a just I'm so grateful for it because it's a way for me to appreciate the good in my life as well um, on top of which I know I've talked with several of, of the kids about dance and they always ask me where are you going next and what are you doing and where are you learning this and um They've asked me to teach them things. I, I know um, I've taught with um, my friend Celine Lawrence uh, back on 4th July. We taught some of the kids, you know, some simple line dances. And it's been such a rewarding way of bringing what I love to those I care about. Um, as well as if you're looking at it from a strictly dance point of view, your job can be the choreographer or the DJ or the event planner as well. So I'm sure you can elaborate more on that. Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking in you know, reading the title of this, of um, my various job roles, the easy one is teaching line dance and um, teaching at the senior communities or senior community since I'm only 
doing line dance at one of them right now. Uh, bringing line dance there and sometimes modifying some of the dances that you know, they're not too spinny or, or uh, violent to the body. Uh, it keeps them moving. It gives them something they can do together. And I can bring in personal stories of like how I learned that dance originally and how I didn't know what I was doing the first time I did this one. Um, so like this is where if people get stuck, like totally get it. Like that one got me stuck for a while. Um, and I'm always bringing in new dances that tie into my new life experiences. Like recently when I brought in Hot Tamales Jr., which I learned on the floor from Joe Thompson Szymanski because um, she was doing it on the the last night of open dance at Windy City Light Dance Mania so I saw that and I thought oh that's really cool and I brought it in I taught Russian Roulette uh, a couple months ago because I learned it at WWLA um, from Joey Warren that yeah. was the, the lesson that we walked in on at the very beginning of the day because we were there a little late like it was already in progress but we got it by the end of the dance Yeah, and that was uh, that was another one where I was able to bring it in and then tell them like this is where I learned it and this is how I learned it and um, that also carries over to my guitar gigs because I in addition to just you know playing the songs that I play and occasionally playing a song where I'll say like oh yeah this one has a line dance to it I can also like you were saying with your kids you know share stories with this with the elders um, from my last weekend whether it's oh gosh yeah Reno this weekend was crazy uh, thank you for asking I uh, thanks for remembering that I, that I had that coming up this weekend uh, then I'll tell them about like the various nights that you know, I went out to the different casinos and danced and then you know drove back that morning and the first place that I came was to the place where you know I am that morning saying like yeah here we all are together and like I was in Reno like just a few hours ago like completely fresh experience to tell them about something that nobody else has gotten a chance to hear yet and they're the first ones to hear about it yeah. uh, or when I you know came back from Chicago told them a little bit about that and then told them that the Vegas was coming up now they have that kind of look forward to along with me because since I've shared it with them they can kind of picture it it takes them out of that place where you know, maybe they don't, if, it, if it's the kind of place where it's like a health-related, um, I don't want to say facility, but like community, um, and they aren't able to leave, like if it's a if it's an independent living community, they go out on trips all the time, but there are some places where they're there because they need special care, they can't go a lot of places. I can help bring them through their imagination and through their you know, visualization of the things I talk about, I can take them onto these dance floors and describe these choreographers and some of the outfits that I saw, some of the decorations that they had, and yeah, that's something that I I feel like I'm uniquely able to give. That you know, if you weren't at the event, you know, what would how how would they ever hear about it? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a positive way to also help me reflect. In addition to like sharing something with them that you know might might give them something new to think about um, it also helps me because I can remember things 
that I might not have otherwise by retelling it to them. When I experience something in the moment, I might just experience it and then let it pass and then move on to the next moment. But when I have somebody to talk about all of that too, then it reinforces that memory for me and then I get to keep it that much longer. Yeah. So those are ways that I use my job positively. Oh, also it uh, gives me inspiration when I when I sing some songs that uh, just have like a really peppy rhythm to them and you know people are singing along. Um, it makes me think could I choreograph something to this? Like, does it, does a dance exist for this yet? Like, if I can imagine dancing to it, and if I would enjoy dancing to it, um, then there must be a few others who would as well. So it exposes me to new music doing what I do, and it uh, then makes me want to, you know, expose myself to new dances. Also, one thing that came to mind that I, I didn't mention was that it helps keep me present. What I do with singing, it it's celebration of that moment. Like, whatever else was going on in some of these folks' day, when we're all there singing together, because we know all the words, like, doing the same thing, that is what matters. That's the only moment that's happening. And dance is very similar. So, by remembering that during the day when I'm singing, it helps remind me to stay present when I'm dancing. When I'm dancing at night, it helps remind me to stay present when I'm singing. Yeah, I can see that. Number 78. Don't forget to have fun. Every day, leave yourself some time to enjoy, to be silly, to laugh. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been experimenting with as of late with a lot of dances. Um, now that I've ha- I have some of these completely under my belt to the point of like no they're in my body I know that I know them uh, to the point where essentially I can do them blindfolded yep. safely <laughs> um, now it's time to tweak with them and play with them and goof off and if you're not having fun while dancing you really probably should take a look at what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, because for me, dance is just, it's always been an amazing experience and enjoyment. And I want to keep having as much fun as I can on that dance floor. So. Yeah, I really like how the beast went today when we were reviewing. Because yes. I was just so tired from all the other ones that we had just done <laughs> that I... I was not overthinking. I just kind of let stuff happen. Yeah. That was nice. That was the most that I think I have ever let happen to the beast. I agree. Yeah. I had so much fun with that one today. And it was because I really wasn't thinking. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. If I mess it up, next wall. Yeah. yeah. Number 79. Believe in ultimate justice. That there are many problems in the world is obvious to anyone. But take comfort in the notion that eventually good prevails. Whether your focus is on the criminal justice system or a spiritual system, realize that those who have wronged the world will eventually pay some price. Kind of dark. Not a little bit. Yeah. Um, I 
have a couple things that I guess you can kind of tie into that, um, or at least lighten it a little bit. Uh, one of my favorite things to say when I'm uh, really, really stressed and I realize that whatever the situation is, I really don't need to be involved is uh, not my circus, not my monkeys. Um, it's a way of letting me vocalize that I don't have to take on this situation as my problem. Um, or I don't have to participate in a negative thing because it doesn't actually involve me. Um, which is different from like just being an ear for someone it does involve and being there to support them, but to, you know, essentially take their anger or their frustration on as your own. It's not necessarily necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as just keep putting good energy out there. Keep being, you know, honest and kind and loving and humble and when you're on that dance floor, you know, do what you can to make it better. If you're having an an issue with something out there, what can you do to change it for the good? Thoughts? What came to mind for me was people who, in the line dance world, I guess, like, to make line dance relevant, um, people who kind of rag on line dance and tease it or the people who are doing it and they have whatever negative comments they, they have because maybe they don't understand it they haven't tried it themselves. The justice that I would see coming for them is that hopefully they someday will also feel passionate about something and care about it and maybe it's a sort of a different thing Maybe it's a little obscure and other people don't understand it just like they didn't understand line dance. And I wouldn't wish for other people to tease them about it, but I would hope that they then understand from, you know, being on the inside of whatever it is that they love, that this is the same feeling that others have when they're doing that thing that they got teased for. So then maybe that will balance them out and universal justice will keep us all from teasing each other for anything. That'd be nice. Yeah. Number 80. Reminisce. Think of the happy times you, your family, and friends have had together. Recalling happiness of the past has the powerful ability to bring us happiness in the present. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about how um I'm excited to go to Vegas and then we can review once we're done and talk about recapping and remembering and what we did and what dances and who we saw and who we spoke with and what special memory we got to be a part of, Um, which with dance, there's just such an endless supply of possibilities from learning a new dance to who you're learning it with to traveling to who taught it to you to who choreographed it I mean there's so many different stories and memories that you could be a part of when it comes to line dance that I mean you can't help 
but be happy to have them. And so, you know, looking back and remembering how much fun it was in LA always puts a smile on my face knowing, you know, that I got to meet Elliot and Alex and Natalie and Jackie and Camille all down there and some of the things, you know, that the places we went and the dances we did, some of the conversations we had is just, you know, if nothing else, no one can take those from me. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind for me as well was um, just us talking about like recapping when we get back. And even after Chicago, with however many dances it was that I know as of this year that I was able to do with all those folks, and specifically in this case, uh, Joe Thompson Zvansky. Like, last year in Vegas, I knew very few crossover dances that were done at the places I, at the time, was going. You know, country places like the Stonies and whatnot. And, and were also done in circuit world. Like, to do Showstopper that first time with Joe was amazing. And in Chicago, we probably got to do it another couple of times and, like... Every time, it's, you know, any anytime you get to dance with a choreographer is, you know, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But, like, that, that very first time getting to do that with her. And then, like, doing Fireball, which is also done at Stoney's, with Will Craig. Like, that was my first of the giant circuit events. And those memories that I have from that, I'm going to have forever. So, I'm, I'm excited to to make new memories in this coming week at my second Vegas Dance Explosion. And I'm very happy that you'll be there as well. Because uh, in addition to us both having, you know, some of the same experiences, there are probably, you know, some perspectives you're going to have or conversations you're going to have that, you know, you'll just have to kind of fill me in on because you're going to have your own path and your own mm-hmm. your own uh, experience of it. And we'll just, you know, trade. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Number 81. Be conscientious. Finish what you start. Care about what you are doing and do it right. Although being conscientious is not as easy as slacking off, we feel better about ourselves when we do a good job. I have a couple ideas. How about you? First thing that comes to mind for me is instructing. Learn it correctly. Teach it that way. And then if you want to say this is how some folks may do it here but you don't have to do that just because everyone else is doing it. I feel like that's the safest path because it'll keep people from getting injured and it'll give them more flexibility when they want to do it in other places because it's the version everybody else does. If you know your version or the version that you learned to be in error because you kind of learned it on the floor from somebody who kind of knew it, then you might want to just reflect on whether you should teach a dance that you actually know or whether you want to relearn that one properly before you teach it. That's the first thing that came to mind when they said, like, you know, it's easier it's easier to slack off, but you should be conscientious. Look out for the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, just to throw in a choreography thing, know when you are limiting the number of people who are able to do your dance. Like... 
you might think that one part of it would look really cool if you did this flashy thing that a lot of the folks there physically can't do, but maybe that should be a styling option. And maybe the default version should be something that's similar, but more manageable for more people. If people want to do that other fancy thing, they can do it safely somewhere off on the side of the corner or just somewhere in the middle where they won't trample somebody. But don't automatically ace out the majority of people who could enjoy it by doing something you know they probably can't do. Um, first thing for me was dance floor etiquette. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, definitely, definitely a big thing, which for the most part, my personal experience with line dancers has been nothing but pleasant. But there is, you know, those few instances where you have that one person that's, you know, trying to do a different dance in the middle of the floor and you're, you know, they're trying, you're trying to move around them as opposed to if either A, you're the odd man out or they are going to the side would definitely, or the back would be a little bit more courteous, 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 um, to the other dancers, or if you're learning a dance, you know, I'm all for learning on the floor, absolutely, but, um, you know, being off to the side maybe a little bit, trying it off to the side, and then finding someone who you either know will help you, or looks like they'll be able to help you, um, then kind of going sort of near them as opposed to right next to them. Uh, as well as the person who knows the dance being aware of their surroundings. Um, sharing the dance floor is huge. Uh, I know there was a, a lot of people the other night uh, where I was at the grad. And so, like, trying to dance some of these songs, you know, it was kind of like, okay, when was the last time I did this dance? I did this two days ago. Do I really need to do it tonight? Or should I make room for somebody else who maybe hasn't done it in a month? So, that's kind of where I went with that one. Two other notes that came to mind for me were DJs. Um, If you, let's say one DJ starts at the beginning of the night and another DJ comes in later in the night. If you're the second DJ, take the time to see what was played in that first period of time. Because it's, it, it could be really frustrating for the people who've been there since the beginning of the night to go through a lot of repeats. Yes. And if you think, oh, yeah, this is a song that a lot of people know. Yeah, they did know it. Like two hours ago or maybe an hour ago or maybe a half hour ago when they just played it. Like, there are so many great dances out there. And a lot of these venues have a lot of options to play with. It seems like a waste of a time slot, of a four-minute slot to do a repeat even if a lot of people are going to dance to it when you could just as easily play something fresh that another lot of people are going to dance to because some people drive from a long way away and like they want to make the most of their night doing MIB again and Mbop again and Slappin' Leather again that's like you start adding up all those minutes that they're just like oh yeah this one again like and it kind of detracts from the quality of their night yeah. and it's not going to affect like let's say a person requests it 
and you know they they really want that one I'm sure there are probably a couple other ones that unless it's the only dance they know like there might be a couple other ones that would also make them happy see if you could play one of those if it hasn't been played earlier in the night but take that time to find out what was played earlier in the night yeah also event managers if you know that an event somewhere else in the world, a big event, is held that same weekend every year, and you're wondering, what weekend should I put my event on? Maybe airfare or, you know, booking or whatever it is, is you know, a little bit cheaper that weekend that you want to do it head-to-head with somebody else's, but take the time, if you can, to find another weekend that works just as well and it'll make the dancers happy because they don't have to pick who do I love more you know choreographer A from this other country that I never get to see or choreographer B who's from this country but only does like four appearances a year and I also never get to see like make it easier on them and don't make them choose there are so many weekends in a year and I know that like there are also a lot of events so it's hard to avoid all of them but yeah, you can you can save a lot of people headaches and also probably make more money if you put it on a weekend that nobody else is doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Number 82. Don't dwell on unwinnable conflicts. Move on. The problems you spend your time and energy on should be both important and improvable. Otherwise, you are better off moving on to things you can change. Well, I definitely have a personal experience with this particular one. Um, With where I was at, I'll say roughly six months ago, with the group of extremely talented dancers that I was with and involved with. Um, But there was a lot of things that I personally either didn't A, agree with, or it didn't didn't fulfill me the same as it did when I first started. And instead, which, you know, I did try and, and work it to a point where maybe, you know, I didn't just, you know, cut ties and run. Um, I tried to definitely work with the situation and see if something better could come from it. But when it got to a point where I started questioning who I was doing it for and if it was helping either person, um, that's when I started branching out and going to other venues and learning new dances, learning all about the circuit. And because I made that choice to let go, I have opened up such a big opportunity in my life for so many more amazing dancers and choreographers and memories uh, because I didn't just you know stick with it because I thought that that was what you're supposed to do Um, and my dance life has definitely done nothing but enrich my everyday life so what about you? Um, thinking about venues and knowing how some of them 
receive new dances or don't. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can try to to suggest new ones that could be taught. Um, maybe there are some that are so far mutated from the original that maybe the DJ would be willing to just phase it out and make room for a new one. Uh, those are like nice things to think about for some venues. But if you know that they're not going to actually do them, then if it bothers you that much, yeah, it might be time to look at other venues that, that do. Because your money is going to be going either way and you're going to have a night of dancing. Which one's going to make you happier? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it would be great if, if the one that's easiest to get to or like the closest one um, or the one with you know all your friends locally... like. It, if that one could change, how wonderful that would be. But that's not always realistic because of whatever reasons. So if you know that things aren't going to change after a while of trying, then just be flexible with yourself and see where else you can go. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I'm trying to think of there any other examples of that. Um, I guess when you're interacting with DJs, um, if you know that like the the dance you're requesting isn't if you're at a circuit event and you're requesting a non-circuit song then it's totally reasonable that they don't know what it is and they're not going to play it for one person yeah so know that and then just be flexible in that um if you if you're an instructor and you're also like trying to push for more circuit style things at, at a venue where you teach, but they are a country place. Like this has come up a couple times um, recently with Cowboy Country in Southern California. And then, I don't know, maybe to some extent it's Tony's. Tony's is it's great with how flexible they are. I yeah, love they that. are. Um, but like if, if a place is advertising as a country line dance venue and you really want to push for non-country yeah like the, it, there could be some really fun non-country dances out there and maybe people would enjoy them but also remember that they are in the title of what it is they do let's say cowboy country or sony's rockin rodeo and remember who who is coming to that venue and what expectations they have for the kind of night they're going to have, what kind of music they're going to hear. Um, keep those people in mind. And if you are a just super circuit, non-country, country hater, instructor, just go to another venue. Like, you might love that venue that you teach at, but maybe even start something at a, 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 a venue that doesn't have dancing. Like, if you really feel that strongly about it. Because you're not going to get them to change the name of the place. Like, you're not going to tell them to take down all their decorations and revamp themselves and reboot as something completely different. So, just see what's more important to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm, number 83, as we rapidly approach our destination. Enjoy the ordinary. You do countless things in the average day that can be labeled as chores or can be relabeled as enjoyable. Walking the dog is something that has to be done, yes, but while you walk the dog, you get some pleasant exercise, some time to think, and a chance to see the neighbors and the neighborhood. Enjoy what you do every day. 
hides the the idea that every time I step out on the dance floor, I enjoy it. Um, I guess you can look at that as just the idea of, you know, you're out, you're socializing, you're having fun, and you're getting exercise, which is good for you, and, you know, you're listening to music, and making memories. It's all good things. For me, a couple of the first things that came to mind were as a dancer, electric slide, tush push, good time. They're they're not always the dance you want to hear at that time that you're out dancing, but there are things that you can find in them that's like, oh yeah, this old familiar step, like that that thing that happens at that wall, that thing that they all chant or yell during this part of the song. Like that's something that maybe you just have taken for granted from so many times of doing it at that venue that and maybe you just need to like stop and be like this is nice this is nice that we all know this yeah. uh, as a choreographer having just done my first beginner dance for competition in Vegas I have a whole section there where it's heel 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 core to turn core to turn core to turn core to turn and it feels so nice just in that that little window that it happens that I need to remember that it's okay to just, you know, take a step back from all the fancy syncopations and crazy challenging maneuvers and just take the, the, the path of least resistance and just, like, if, it, if it's only a full count in the song, then just do a full count in the dance. Um, let's see. As an instructor, enjoying the ordinary. Enjoying the ordinary. Oh, yeah. That could also be, like, teaching the basic dances and seeing them light up when they finally get Cupid Shuffle. Because <laughs> some people have trouble with lefts and rights. Um, so yeah, like if you, if you have that opportunity to teach uh, a worldwide standard line dance, um, then yeah, just kind of enjoy that, that basic one for what it is, even if it's not one of the flashier ones. Um, and that's about all I can think of as we are here at the curb in front of Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. Uh, we will resume with number 84 as we make our way home. And uh, please enjoy this powering down sound effect. And we're back! Line Dance Podcast. 100 Simple Secrets of Happy People, David Niven, PhD. We're on number 84. Focus not on the world's tragedies but on the world's hope. Many sad things happen in our world, but rather than focusing on them, have hope for the future. Think of the world's potential. Perhaps the future holds the curing of diseases, the end of violence, the amelioration of poverty and hunger. Well, the first thing that came to mind for me was the closing of venues. And how sad that can be. And even to the point of where am I going to dance? Scary. Um, But it definitely opens up opportunities to explore other avenues. If your local venue closes or the one you drive to closes, there are definitely others out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily as immediately convenient as five five minutes from your house. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean... 
more people, other people, new people, new dances, new songs. Mm. Lots of opportunity up there, even if uh, yours originally closed mm-hmm. twice. True. What about you? I thought about it entirely literally with like tragedy and um, how it, being on the floor kind of takes me out of the rest of the world puts me in a very safe place. I've always felt safe. Um, yeah. When I, I'm trying to think if there are any exceptions to that. Like, maybe, maybe Kodiaks or Mavericks feeling, like, teased, but that was so early on. Like, for the last several, several years, uh, the majority of my time dancing, I've felt like, as soon as I get to the floor, I'm safe. And a lot of stuff, especially 2016, just a crazy, crazy year. Um, all the stuff going on out there, like, it's almost like the dance floor is its own timeline. And it doesn't really overlap with those things. It doesn't come up in World Line Dance newsletter for the most part. It doesn't come up in the Late Line Dancer magazine. Like, we just kind of have our own thing going on. And the world happens around it. But it can't really get in, which is nice. Yeah. And also, it is one of those politic-free zones where, if you're looking at, you know, tragedy versus hope, like just the concept that something like line dance exists beyond these usual borders of nationalism and uh, political party. Uh, just knowing that something like that can bring all of these people together and make us just one big group makes you wonder like could such a thing ever expand if not specifically line dance then that kind of mentality to the rest of the world like little by little just knowing that it's possible in this small sector you know maybe maybe someday you know maybe someday we'll all get on board yeah Number 85, get a hobby. Hobbies are a steady source of interest, providing two essential ingredients in life, consistency and fun. Why do I feel like we've answered this one before? It's possible. (laughs) Um, Because that's exactly, I mean, what dance started out as for me. Turned from hobby to passion. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that they said consistency because I think it was was it Elliot's podcast episode which I think as of the date that we're airing this one hasn't been aired yet <laughs> um, he mentions I think he mentioned something about consistency and how like that's what dancing what the, that's what line dance is if it wasn't in the uh, the interview it might have been in one of his video blogs which people can find on YouTube at uh, dream on dance dream on being one word <laughs> um he, he mentions how with line dance, it's just a matter of doing the same step. First of all, on like a small scale, it's the same steps over and over in the song, and then doing those steps week after week at the venue. So yeah. it's just really a matter of practice, whether you know a dance or not. Yeah. So for this particular hobby, um, consistency, 
consistency plays a major part. And then fun is, you know, just being in the moment and enjoying it. Recognizing that you are in your safe, happy place with all your friends. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. I can't expand a little bit on it because I feel like I should. Um, Within line dance, you can have another hobby of your own. Like, can I insert a running man? or a sprinkler, or a whatever it is. Like, just take any dance and think, can I put this weird motion into it? Whether it's a slow song, a fast song, whatever it might be, can I Macarena to this? Like, you can make it your hobby to do weird things within the vanilla structure of line dance. This is very true. Just to challenge yourself and like break yourself out of the normal. You can also, I mean, this is really stretching, but like, let's say you go to events, you can make it your hobby to be the person who cleans up the cups and the napkins or something. Like when they're all just sitting out at the end of the night, like maybe that's just the thing that you do. You know, that's your thing is that you go to events and you pick up all the cups and napkins. You leave the bottles and the cans, but you just get the cups and the napkins. (laughs) Oh, it's the end of the night. I think I might be getting loopy. It is 1.44 a.m. Number 86, envying other people's relationships is pointless. People with many friends sometimes yearn for a closer family, and people with a close family sometimes yearn for more friends. The key is to continued satisfaction... No, wait. The key to continued satisfaction with life is not in replicating what someone else has. Instead, build a support system that you draw from and give to, regardless of whether it is made up primarily of friends or family. That definitely goes along the lines of don't compare yourself to others. Yep. Um, as for you know relationships, I mean you can look at it. I guess the best way for me to describe it is a lot of people will look at someone else, especially on the dance floor, and look at like oh look at how easy this comes for them. They don't see the struggle that they go through. They don't see what may be weighing on their mind or what issue, whether it be health or finance or emotional, that they're going through with their current group of friends, even though they're all out together and it looks like they're all having fun. You don't know the true story just by looking in. Um, And that in itself kind of takes you out of the potential of, you know, making those friends that you want so badly, um, or meeting someone new, or something to that extent. Definitely, dance specifically will has helped me with this, but you have to start to accept yourself and love yourself for what you are and who you are, and strive for what you can be, but know that this is your path and no one else's. Yeah, I definitely celebrate the friendships I am part of, and I am very happy with where I am and who I feel comfortable with, and this is all without trying to put together a list, without being part of a power couple. 
like Darren and Amy, Fiona Roy, the Kinzers, without being part of a dance team, because pretty much all of them in Sonoma County don't want guys, but I think I'm like a couple years past needing to be on a team anyway, or feeling the need to be on a team. Um, this is also without being famous, famous, YouTube famous, um, I guess in person famous, like at multiple clubs throughout like Southern California. Um, like there's so many relationships that it's possible to be part of and I'm not in that role in those kinds of relationships, but, but, I've got Sonoma State Line Dance Club and I love them to pieces. And there's you and Elliot and Alex and Natalie and Jackie and Jono, Cammy, Keith, All the folks at like Broken Spoke who come up, like hanging out with the Kicking Country Girls every once in a while at events, and even popping in at Trade Winds with the Ma or the um, Cowtown Cowgirls once in a while. Like they're familiar faces. So whatever I am and whoever I am with all of those folks, I'm very happy with that, and I don't need to be one of those other things that I listed because I'm quite content. And I do have you know, family and friends outside of line bands. Yeah. Probably not as many. <laughs> it's kind of tipped over toward, a little bit. toward that end of the scale. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Just a bigger family. Yeah, absolutely. Number 87. Give yourself time. Oh yes, definitely. Give yourself time to adapt to change. Don't expect to be immediately comfortable after a move or in a new situation. Give yourself time to adjust. If you learn how to ease yourself into new circumstances, changes you make in the future will be easier for you. I read that as give yourself time to learn new dances. There's that. Yeah. Um, or new moves. Yeah. For instance, crossing in front as opposed to crossing behind. Um, oh, might be. <laughs> Some dances are like that. It's a little weird. <laughs> a little awkward at first, but it's just about uh, muscle memory. Yep. Um, there's also something to be said about being in a new venue. Oh, yeah. Too, and adjusting to how the night goes and how the playlist goes and who's all there and you're not going to know all of these new dances right away. You're just not. So, um, you know, mark down the ones you really want to learn. Put them in priorities. You know, it's give yourself that time to adapt and really enjoy yourself. Um, as opposed to, like, you know, 90 dances in 21 days. <laughs> Or beating yourself up if you don't learn everything in time, like by the end of the night at the ranch or something. Right. Uh, also finding out where is it okay to go through that awkward adaptation, learning on the floor phase. Because some places don't like it when you try to follow along on the floor. They also don't like it when you follow along in the aisles. Like there are there are places depending where you go where it's okay to stumble along. Some places like the grad, they don't care if you do it right there on the floor. Like, they have a very 
welcoming attitude about that kind of thing, but they also have space on the side where if you don't feel comfortable like getting bumped into, then you, know, you can do it on the tile. That's definitely one of my favorite things about the grad is yeah. that they do have that little section to the side of the dance floor where it seems very safe and welcoming for people to attempt to pick up the dances. Yep. Oh, also adapting to um, to an entirely different world, going from country to circuit, seeing that they don't do a lot of the same dances, and they don't even do a lot of the same like accentuations, like really hard stomps, the way you'll see at country bars where you know, stomps are a big part of some dances, and they don't really do that there. Like it's a different group, different different uh, demographic. Um, and that took adjustment for me when I went to Vegas and I saw nobody stomping and very few people in boots and even fewer people in hats. Yeah. Um, another thing is how you learn. Giving yourself time to adapt to going from, you know, whether it's picking up dances on the floor or going to a lesson... First of all, even learning that there's such things called a step sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and how to read a step sheet that was, like, a foreign language when I first looked at my first step sheet. And I went, I wait, um, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, how many times can I read this over and over again and it still not look like words? Mm-hmm. Um, and then going also as well as, um, you know, adapting to that as well as YouTube videos and how the different different methods that someone can learn, um, you know, it, it takes time to adapt to, to those different styles. So. Okay. Number 88. Focus on what really matters to you. There is no point in competing in a game that you do not really care to win. Don't allow your life and expectations to become anything but deeply personal reflections of what matters the most to you. I have a couple thoughts that are kind of forming right now. What do you have? I have not worrying about where it's going. Like, what are you going to do with this? What do you see yourself doing with this in five or ten years? Are you trying to become a blank? Or does this mean you're not going to blank anymore? If I just want to learn all the dances in California at the country bars for the moment, which was last year, then that's that's it. Like, people are saying, what are you going to do with that? Once you have all the, the dances written down, put in a spreadsheet, like... What are you going to do with that? Are you going to try to sell it? Are you going to put ads on it? I don't know. I just want to know all the dances. I want to be able to go to any of these places and jump in on any dance I feel like because I know them all. Like That was the hope. That was the plan. And since then, like I've been getting little bits of experience here and there with DJing and instructing and choreographing. Of course, lots more dancing and adding variations to dances. And learning vanilla versions of dances that I thought I knew. Right? Who knew? Yeah. There's so much exploration that I have been doing that right now I'm happy with it just being exploration. I don't need it to lean in any one direction or another. 
just so I can get to some end goal, like some Crystal Boot Award or becoming like the next DJ that goes to all the events or, I don't know, filming everything. Like, there are a lot of things that I could do, I'm sure, if I put a lot more into that channel or that path, but I'm just kind of happy poking around at everything and seeing what happens. Like, just following it long enough to you know, satisfy my curiosities and, and then seeing what else makes me curious. And then, um, yeah, maybe helping folks where I can along the way with like making documents that they can use or filming demos or tutorials, um, helping people on the floor, of course, like, and then any other things that I can do, um, at events, at venues, at line dance club, at home with like one other person that I'm teaching. Like, yeah, I don't know, just kind of enjoying it, being grateful for it. Um, that's all that really matters right now. If I think that at some point I'm going to need to stop doing some parts of it so I can do more of one part of it, maybe I'll do that then, but I'm really kind of happy with with having that be the answer to my question if anybody asks, uh, like, what are you trying to do with this or where is this going or do you expect this or that from this? Like, I'm just kind of living it. Yeah. yeah. I can get behind that, definitely. Um, Dance, I have to say that dance two years ago saved me. I was in a very bad, unhealthy situation. Um, Lots of personal stuff going on in which I just, I didn't, I didn't have a drive. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't, I just kind of woke up, went to work, stayed at work for 14 hours, went home and attempted to fall asleep and do it all over again. There wasn't really much living in my life and I ended up going out line dancing and I mean you might as well have had gasoline and a spark because that's basically what happened and it was first it started out as you know just the one night every week just the one night and within a month it was okay Thursday and Saturday I'll go out. Thursday and Saturday I'll go out. Okay, okay. And then it was like, okay, where else can I go? What else can I do? <laughs> and it was like, it just snowballed big time. And I am so blessed and so grateful for the part that it has played in my life. And all of the people that it has brought to me and their strengths and even their weaknesses which allows me to see them as human. Um, I mean, dance is just... It's so important and so valuable for so many reasons besides just, you know, being healthy for you and a great way to, you know, be social. Um, It really is a great way to explore who you are um, and challenge yourself and I just, yeah, I mean, I I will never be in a more grateful situation than I was that night I decided to go dancing again. So, I just, yeah, I love it. I think everybody needs to try.
example of focus on what matters to you from another person's perspective that also ties in a thing that I neglected to mention about the relationship comparison um, secret is a friend, a mutual friend of ours who started line dancing partly to meet girls and he just kind of one thing led to another and he he ended up doing a lot in line dance and putting out a lot of line dance content and then he met somebody and uh, they're dating and he scaled back a lot on the line dance content he still does a lot of stuff in line dance he teaches at multiple places and, and he drives around like across half of a state and still has time for his girlfriend and his friends. But what mattered most to him, like really the uh, one of the big points behind all of it was finding somebody he could be happy with and then he found her. So he's put a lot of time into strengthening and growing that relationship completely understandably because the other parts of it you know the other aspects of the dance part of it like those are fun too but like at the end of the day there was somebody he really wanted to meet and then he met her so mission accomplished pretty much and also um tying in with the uh don't worry about other people's relationships bit if what matters to you is being with your girlfriend just staying home and watching a movie and not going out and being Mr. Famous and attending to everybody else and and their needs, then that's the thing you should focus on. Like sometimes the person who seems like they have friends all over the place, they might that might be great, but if it's not exactly if it's not what they wanted, like with and if they, what they wanted was just to have that one special person, then from the outside it might look like they're happy to just you know mingle and socialize but they're really waiting for that one person so that's yeah like you were saying like you never know what somebody's going through Um, and then when you do find it you focus on it because that's the that's the one we're on right now yeah yeah celebrate it take a look at this next one number 89 realize that complete satisfaction does not exist Set your sights on being generally satisfied and generally happy, not on expecting every aspect of life to be perfect. Complete satisfaction does not exist because everything can be improved upon. Those who accept this can appreciate what they have. Those who do not accept this can never appreciate what they have, even as their circumstances improve. Strive to improve. Don't try to be perfect.
played it tonight at Stoney's, and I was like, okay, let's see what else I can do with it. Mm. Let's, let's see if I can improve on what I've already played with, as opposed to focus on the fewer areas that it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good example, actually, is, like, specifically the Beast. I will never be Roy. Or Rob Fowler. Or Daniel Trapat. Or Pedro Machado. Like, there are some very fancy dancers out there. And they've got immaculate styles. They hit every spot that... From, from the outside, it looks like they're hitting every spot that they're aiming for. And even they probably think they're not perfect. So, I guess it, I'll need to remember to keep a balance between what some podcast guests have said about learn the dances you know really well before just trying to take on a new one and another new one and a new another new one and thinking that you know the new ones like polish some of the old ones finesse them a little bit get those feet squarely underneath your body for the parts where you're kind of just flubbing through them but also realize that you're never going to uh, and, you could spend your entire life trying to perfect one dance the way that martial artists try to perfect one punch, but you're going to miss out on a lot of other things if that's all you're spending your time on. So finding that balance, working as, as well as you can you know, toward what you believe is an improvement in your own way on the dances that you want to improve on, and then also being open to starting all over again from nothing on a completely new dance and getting that one leveled up. Yeah, absolutely. Number 90. Surround yourself with pleasant aromas. Here's a simple way to make yourself feel better. Air out your house and add some fragrant flowers. Make your home smell nice and you will feel the effects. Deodorant's your friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, clean laundry. Mm-hmm. Definitely... I feel a lot less confident when I am dancing in clothes that I don't notice there's something wrong with until I start dancing. There are some, there are some things that become activated, it seems like, like stale water. Like if you don't dry your clothes completely and then you take them out and then you dance in them after they've dried that stale smell into them, then it starts to like... It rises almost like steam. And then you just shrink. And you don't want to be surrounded by people on the floor. You just kind of want to hide in your corner if you want to be there at all. And if you didn't bring a change of clothes, you're just out of luck. And you, you got to hope you don't meet anybody important that night. I don't like that feeling. I second what you have to say about clean laundry and deodorant. <laughs> um. You have that nice smell, the clean, fresh linen smell. You just feel better too. Same thing with you know, right after a shower. You have that just nice, fragrant, clean, 
of cologne or perfume. It can definitely affect your mood too. Certain essential oils might make you more relaxed or more energized. Venue owners, sometimes the smell of food is nice, as long as it's not overpowering and inescapable. If it's too much and you feel like you're swimming in steak on the dance floor, you might want to get some fans, ventilation in the kitchen. Like, because there's, there's definitely something to be said for, like, stoking the appetite and getting people to order a dinner while they're there, but it just becomes too much if it's everywhere they go in the building. Also, urinal cakes are nice in the bathrooms. Um, those are always fun. They kind of they brighten up the room. And candies and mints are welcome for people who are going to be partner dancing. I know the grad gives away dum-dums, lots of different flavors of dum-dums for free. And I like to bring mints every time I go, just for my own, my own peace of mind. And uh, yeah, that can help on the small scale, person to person, as well as you know, for the venue, bigger scale, just yeah. creating an atmosphere that you want to be in. All right. Well, it looks like we're going to take a, a brief pause as we stop and refuel. See you in just a moment. And we're back. It's number 91. Don't let others set your goals. Too many people choose goals based on what others think. Instead, think about what you really care about and set meaningful goals to accomplish what matters to you. There's at least one 96 count dance out there that I have not learned yet. I know it's to a popular song, and I know a lot of people know it. I don't really feel bad about having not learned it yet. I might learn it someday, but just because it's on a playlist, that doesn't mean I need to stop learning some other thing that I'm only half confident on, so I can jump to that one. True. Very true. Um, I have a lot of similarities with that, which is the, uh, just because everybody else is learning the one dance doesn't mean you have to, uh, as well as just because you're the only one who wants to learn it doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yep. Um, just because, you know, someone thinks that you spend too much time driving somewhere to different places doesn't mean that you should stop going dancing elsewhere if it's what makes you happy. Um, or that, you know, you shouldn't do that variation. Or even so much as um, appropriate clothing. If you're comfortable, you're comfortable. about you and your growth and your dance and your experience and your memories and your adventure not everybody else's 
Yeah, and sometimes you'll hear like, well, she, if you keep doing that or if you keep doing it like in that way and not the way that I do it, then you're never going to get to be a blank. Yeah. But maybe that's not what I want to be. That's not something I'm really worried about. I enjoy doing this thing or taking on these projects or doing what I'm doing in this way because it's just fun for me. It's not it's not a waste of time. It's not incorrect just because it it's different from a path that you think I should be on. Exactly. Number 92, you are a person, not a stereotype. People are happiest when they allow their individual personality to come out, not when they conform to popular images. Men who believe they must act tough and women who must believe they act who believe they must act soft are boxed into a set of expectations that have nothing to do with who they are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um that that's been an uphill battle for me personally for quite some time just in general in life um, and without going into too much detail I was uh, definitely told that's not ladylike or um, you need to act more feminine or speak softer, more quietly, and when I get on that dance floor, none of that matters. Um, that dance floor, you know, is just waiting for whoever is willing to get out there and have fun and let go and be them, and I do know the relationships that, there's certain relationships in the past that I've built that still carry through to this, but a lot of the new relationships that I have built through dance over the last, I'll say, six months have been so honest and different for me because I was so used to having to play a part and now I don't have to. I can just be me. So my friendships, I feel, have been more enriched because they accept me for who I am on that dance floor. Whether that's in the moment I want to feel pretty or in the moment I want to be jumping and stomping as big and as loud as I can. So it's definitely, definitely great advice. A lot easier said than put into practice. I will acknowledge that. But if you can figure out how to put that into practice there's really no going back and you'll be so much happier Mm -hmm. yeah I think about my booty rolls and how my girlfriend at the time wanted me to tone it down she felt it was weird or embarrassing or something and yes I wear the hat and yeah most of the time I wear jeans but if I don't want to wear boots because they're not comfortable I'm not going to wear boots Uh, Yeah, I'll wear the buckle because I've got a lot of nice buckles. And sometimes I'll wear plaid. Tonight I wore a shirt that looks like a fruit (laughs) roll-up. It's some kind of shiny green and yellow swirly polyester nylon blend. And um, it's what I wanted to wear tonight. 
there's that. It's not plaid. I did have my hat, did not have boots. Uh, didn't have my buckle, wore black jeans. And I don't feel like I need to be some macho cowboy stereotype just to do these dances that I like. Um, and that's sort of... I think I might have mentioned this earlier in one of the previous ones, but uh, it's sort of like a balancing off of extremes thing, where at the beginning at Kodiak's, I was dressed completely inappropriately with like dress shoes that were not meant for dancing and a sweater vest and a powder blue shirt that were overheating me and then slacks that weren't very breathable. Um, no hat, but that's okay. I had gelled hair. Glasses, I think, um, which sometimes would fly off if my ears would get sweaty. Like yeah. all of it was just not appropriate for the situation or the venue. And little by little, I started getting things like boots and plaid shirts, which I never really had in such numbers, if at all, before. Um, sweatproof shirts, like athletic shirts for underneath, instead of just either no shirt or a white shirt that I would get drenched within like three songs, if that many. Um, buckles, I started collecting buckles, getting nice belts for the buckles, getting nice hats instead of just whatever was around, like the ones that I came across. So then I had like the whole outfit, you know, all the country stuff for my country bar excursions. And then I found out about the circuit and um, in February, well, I guess technically I first met him in November of last year at Vegas Dance Explosion, but I first really uh, got to spend more of an extended period of time with him uh, in February February, Roy hit his roto and his street shoes and his t-shirt and vest and jeans. No hat. <laughs> so many of the people in Vegas don't have hats, like as I, as I mentioned earlier. And they don't need to fit any role. Like the hip hop guys don't need to dress like over the top hip hop. They just look comfortable. T-shirt and jeans. They don't have to wear the like the trendiest haircut. They just wear it looks neat, you know, professional. And we can all do all the extremes of types of dance without feeling like we need to dress for those either. You, know, you can do part of the list or pieces or girl crush in a nice evening gown. You can also do it in pants. And or shorts. Or shorts, yeah. And being among all those people who don't feel the need to be like stereotyped or dress right because it's that kind of place the way like a country bar if it's that kind of place you think you need to dress country like I used to <laughs> um, you can just kind of create your own like uh, maybe stereotype isn't the word but since it was in the title like you create what is you when people think oh that's so Chris or that's so Megan you decide what that means Number 93. Know what makes you happy and sad. People feel worse if they are unhappy but have no idea why. Think about your feelings and emotions. Then, even when you are unhappy, you will take comfort in knowing the cause and how it can be changed. 
definitely some truth to understanding why you're frustrated mm-hmm. or even just I know it wants more of a depth but like when I start getting more and more agitated and really really struggling with the dance I have to step back and go okay what is going on why am I not getting these movements what is it about this dance or this movement or this moment in time that something's not clicking and more often than not it has something to do with the fact that I got something stuck in my head and then because I messed up the one or two times I'm I'm like almost imprinted on that mistake now to where I can't let it go Um, so I tend to do the either I'll put on something that I know backwards and forwards literally because I mirror some dances yep um (laughs) but or I'll take a moment step away go for a walk grab something to drink real quick come back and then reassess where I'm at um which allows me to kind of like break that chain of where I'm at in the moment of being frustrated or upset and that allows me to actually figure out what's going on with the dance and actually complete it another another thing is I definitely I feel better after I've danced so when something has happened that makes me sad I know that there is you know a time and a place but if I can get myself out there dancing and really focusing on that I can let go for a minute which allows me to process my grief or sorrow or what have you. I think it can help with choreography as well, knowing what makes you happy and sad, like what movements express poignancy to you and pause and which movements feel like celebration excitement so that you don't accidentally put like a step swivel swivel in something that's like a really tragic song yeah yeah because it might fit the beat but if it doesn't express the emotion that you're going for then it's going to confuse people's bodies this is very true also as an instructor know what words you like to hear and what words you don't like to hear so that you are careful not to say words that feel discouraging for people as you're trying to correct something that you're seeing. Because there are some words that can shut you down completely and other words that make you feel like, oh, I almost have it. So if I just do this, then I'll have it. Know as an instructor what those words are. Um, As a DJ... I guess this one's just an obvious one, but like knowing the flow of the night, when to put on the slow, skinny love or take me to church versus something that like really gets the crowd going, like, you know, one of the many dances to Can't Stop the Feeling or Cake by the Ocean, a cliche love song. Like know when it's a good time to take a break and like really reflect and 
Number 94, keep reading. Those who read books benefit from what they learn and the entertainment they receive. But in addition, they get to exercise their brain. And when we do that, we feel satisfied that we are spending our time wisely. Wow. In general, I'm a very avid reader. I love reading. It's definitely a nice, relaxing pastime. But um, if you're... associate this with line dancing, I mean, there's magazines out there, there's digital media, there's step sheets, all of that involves reading, for sure. I'm going to call some of them out by name. Uh, I would recommend reading some of the back issues of Line Dancer magazine, Line Dancer, all one word, uh, both in their digital and their hard copy, if you can find them, uh, forms. Love to Line is another one. Uh, I think they distribute theirs through something called Issue, I-S-S-U. It's an app and possibly also, I think it's a website as well. Uh, I think there's this other one called like Up Country or something like that. I don't really know as much about that one. I think I might have liked it on Facebook once. Uh, that one's more of like a European thing. I think that's like a magazine. Um there's a book by Christy Lane, I believe, about line dancing. It goes back a ways to, like, the 90s, I think, maybe, like, 2000. There's this book, The 100 Simple Secrets of Happy People by David Nimmin, Ph.D. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other one that I was forgetting was World Line Dance Newsletter. It's not really, like, a coherent story the way a magazine article might be or a book might be, but it's a great way to read up on, you know, what people have been doing lately. Um people sometimes write about what their recent workshop was like and what was played and sometimes they'll write about upcoming ones and what you can expect from those Um, I don't know of any big encyclopedic collections of line dance lore and information but maybe something like that should be created somebody with a lot of time on their hands and a love of line dance. Maybe a couple of people. Maybe. Yeah. Also in general, yeah, it's just good to like see what's out there in in the world and then find creative ways that you know that can tie into really whatever your passion is, but for us specifically line dance. Yeah. So if you were to read about what, what was that You Are a Badass book that you were reading? Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I can't think of the author right now, but it's You're, You're a Badass, and it's basically how to let go of self-doubt mm-hmm. and um, basically essentially be a happier person. Yeah. And that, I mean, a lot of it's about finding things that make you happy and going for it and not comparing yourself to others, which... Fortunately, some of these I've definitely awakened to prior to reading the book. But um, I do know that the author will make lists kind of like this where, you know, she'll, she'll mention like three or four different things and every single one of them ends with love yourself and some fun little anecdote or like, because, you know, you're the only one who's you or stuff like that, so... It's definitely, I love, I love reading all different kinds of things. That one is uh, new territory for me, though. Mm-hmm. 
Also, before we move on to the next one, I'd like to recommend that everybody at least take a look at the dance Love Yourself, which I believe was created by Joey Warren, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. I'll have to look that one up. Number 95. We must feel needed. Think of those who rely on your friendship, caring, guidance, help. You probably don't realize how important you are to the people in your life. Definitely. Uh, I know... I try and make a point of letting those who've made a huge impact on me in general, but in dance specific, uh, let them know how much I appreciate them and how grateful I am for them. And whatever door or opportunity or um, just new new memory that, that they have helped supply me with. And I like to let people know how grateful I am because that's definitely one thing I enjoy hearing because like I says most people need to feel needed um, they need to make feel like they made an impact or a difference or they mattered in some way shape or form um, and I know a lot of my line dancer friends have the same outlook as me and they've definitely express towards me how much you know they appreciate me as well and how grateful they are for me and it's definitely a, a give and take line dancers are really good about uh, spreading the love and the gratitude and letting you know that you did make a difference at least in my experience yeah. In one of the previous installments when we were talking about being the other point in somebody's line so that that song can be played, that's when I feel needed at the venues that you know maybe I was on the fence about going out to that night and then decide to. Um, that's when I feel like it was worth it because without that other point, their song would get faded out. And... One of the nice things that we're able to bring, even from an hour and 20, 30, 40 minutes, depending on how fast you're driving, uh, away that we can bring to Stoney's is uh, some of these dances that, you know, if it weren't, uh, if it weren't for people like you know, yourself and Keith and Lacey and Amanda, who you, I guess, did you meet her just tonight? No, I met her last night. Oh, you met her last night. Yeah. Um, like people who know some of these complicated dances that you wouldn't think would be at a country bar, then a person who did want to do that dance could request it and nothing would happen. But when the DJ sees that there are multiple people there who know that one, then we all play our part in adding to those numbers on the floor. Yeah, I, mean, I know specifically um, with more dessert, that definitely is one of the ones that not as many people know, for sure. And when I was at Stoney's last night with Keith and Lacey, 
um, I had walked in and both of them were like really, really excited because they've been waiting for me so that we can do this dance because two of them, although yes, there's two of them that can, you know, they can do it, is less likely to be played unless there's a third person. So that was when the three of us walked up to Patrick, the DJ, and was like, look, Megan's here. Let's play this song now. Yes, yes, let's play the song. More dessert, yes. And within at least a couple songs later, he had definitely graciously played the song for us so the three of us could get out there and dance. That's kind of a regular thing for the three of us, at least. So it's always nice when you and, and even Amanda are there because then there's more people. It just increases the chance of it being played. Yep. Number 96, say, so what? A classmate is your high school at your high school reunion is richer, prettier, smarter than everybody else. Does it matter? No. Your life is shaped more by your everyday relationships than by the lives of acquaintances you see only rarely. Still along the lines of how you compare yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I look at that as... Again, I am so blessed to have you, Keith, Lacey, I mean, my sister, Celine, Sarah, my cousin Jen, and so many more I can't even begin to name because it's just going to take the whole time um, in my life because of line dance that I don't have to look at other people who are better dancers than me or may know more than me or anything of that where there's the potential of me feeling inadequate because I have so many amazing memories because of people like you that I am truly blessed. So, I'm not sure about you, but that's my short and sweet. I also feel very lucky. One of the things, if I were to try to generate some new thought from this very similar, simple secret, um, one of the things I've seen on Facebook lately is some of the choreographers out there, like the especially fun-loving, charismatic ones, like they're out there doing all this cool stuff, and then people chime in and comment and they mention how cool it, it is that they're doing this or that thing and sometimes like I have no idea what it's like to be them but sometimes I think it would be fun to like go out and do some of those things with them and I know that I can't it's like there's really no point in looking at somebody who maybe has more traditionally good looks or better fancy or fashionable dress or uh job opportunities or whatever there's no point in looking at those people and saying you wish that you didn't that they didn't have those because it doesn't mean I would have it anymore if they didn't I can't be everywhere I can't teach every class in every county nor am I qualified to I, I would not do nearly as good a job as as so many of those people so I'm glad that they're out there being their amazing selves and bringing what they do to people all over the world and 
yeah, I might not have some of the advantages that they do, but that's okay. Like, they make good use of what they've got, and they share it. So, I'm happy that they're out there doing their thing. We're all richer for it. Yeah. Um, One of the things that came to mind for me is when I first started dancing, I never in a million years could have thought that I would do things more lyrical or with as many hand movements as some of the dances I've been doing lately. And I know one particular choreographer almost gives you the permission to goof off and be silly and let go. (laughs) And yes, that would be Roy. Yeah, it is. That would be Roy for sure. Um, To the point where I feel like I can do that with other dances too, which allows me to specifically say the, so what? This, I'm I know I'm supposed to be serious here, but you know what? Right now, I just don't feel like it. So I'm going to goof off. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to add four spins as opposed to this one mm-hmm. or something to that extent. Um, and it's it's a lot of it has to do with his choreography to begin with has that, for instance, like party night. Yep running back and forth and jumping up and down you know you're just having fun being silly and honestly two years ago I probably would have looked at that dance and went like uh you can't pay me to do that dance and now and when it comes on I'm like yeah 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 let's do that one let's do that one let's do that one yeah 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 you know because it's allowed me to break loose of the the role I thought I was supposed to be and play and fit with this country line dancer mm-hmm. you know and so I definitely enjoy the ability to say so what a whole lot more now and I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. so. right, next up number 97 have a purpose without a purpose nothing matters you can work 40 hours a week come home to cook, clean, and then take up 72 new good habits, but if there isn't a reason you're doing it, none of these activities will mean anything to you. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. That's my purpose. I get out there. I want to make friends. I want to make memories. I want to look back and say, yeah, I did that. That was me. I took that risk. I changed... made that change I had that experience I learned new things I spread it to other people because I love line dance so much Um, and so I like learning the different line dances because that allows me to get out there and dance more and have more fun and enjoy my life part of the purpose of us learning as many dances as we can um, besides just being able to choose the ones we want to dance is I want to get out there and I want to dance with some of these choreographers Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that so much and so that gave me purpose to make sure I learn at least
least one or two from each of the different choreographers that I possibly could run into or take a class from. Because one, I love dancing. Two, these people are definitely talented individuals and I want to let them know that their work is not going to waste. So that they did something that means something to somebody. How about you? I feel like part of my purpose... At first it started out just... (laughs) Enjoying the dances and then meeting the kinds of people who I met doing the dances. Um, Often it was girls. (laughs) That, That kind of brought me into the bigger world of learning that these dances actually have choreographers and these dances have a history and there are other forms of dance like square dance that are fading out from our culture and that made me think that part of what matters to me and like what I would want to kind of help out with in the scene is being one of the baton carriers in the historical relay of line dance. Like, I want to learn what has been done and then pass it along through instruction to others so that it lives on for at least one more generation. So, on the instructor side of things, that's one place where I feel like I can do a lot and help a lot. Also, whether or not I end up creating more than a handful of dances in my life, I like the feeling of creating something new, like bringing new thought, new possibilities, um, new crossovers to the field of lion dance. Because I feel like it's like when you're trying to remember something, if you only connect it to one other thing in your mind, then if that link is severed, then you'll forget it, whatever it was. But if you connect it to a lot of different things and a lot of different parts of your life, then you'll remember whatever it is because it's got all these different chains running through all your different neural networks. Uh, the more I can connect line dance to other things and other fields and lots of different kinds of people, the healthier I think it will be because all of those new connections breathe back into it. So that's that many more people. Like imagine, for example, if the number of line dance people is X, whatever number that is, and the number of Doctor Who fans is some other much larger number Y. (laughs) And you're able to connect those two somehow. Then if you have enough of that larger group invested in and starting to feel a deep caring for the field of line dance, they will almost act like a life support system if the core group of line dancers ever starts to dwindle. You can have the Doctor Who people, as an example, breathing back into it and keeping it alive long enough for a new core to start. Keep crossing over line dance with other fandoms and types of people that you wouldn't think would be interested in line dance and 
little by little, you'll have that many more connections breathing back in. So if what I bring to line dance isn't like another country song that's forgotten in three years, but maybe a line dance that's done to one of the songs from Doctor Who or some song from the DC or Marvel Universe. Now you'll have other people in other fields looking at that and something, some new energy and new ideas will be brought in. I won't necessarily be doing it all myself. Maybe my part is just doing that initial dance. But what will come from it is something new and exciting. And I like the idea that I can bring something new and exciting that wouldn't exist without my help. Absolutely. People need to feel needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number 98. You have not finished the best part of your life. We hear that youth is wasted on the young. People who say this are accepting the myth that only the young can enjoy life to the fullest. The truth is that older people do not consider their young days to be their best. Most enjoy their senior years more than any other part of their life. Gives me lots to look forward to in dance. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think part of that comes with the idea when you're young, you have so much time, so you'll get to it when you get to it, as opposed to as you get older, um, you start realizing that time is the one thing that can never be replaced, so you have to appreciate it while you have it. I know when it comes to dancing, for sure, you know, I mean, I I love dancing so much. I I could talk hours and hours about how good it is for me mentally and physically and emotionally and how much I'm looking forward to everything that's up and coming for, I mean, just a couple days from now is going to be Vegas, you know couple months after that, Big Bang, month after that, Oregon, I mean, we have all these plans because it's something that makes us happy and it's something that we enjoy and we want to celebrate it and, you know, be a part of it as much as possible so that when it comes down to it and we are looking back, we have all these amazing and cherished memories. We can say we were there. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this in any of in any of what we've recorded to date, but I I did have that one dream where some scary stuff was going down. There was like some kind of a shooter or whatnot, and I had to reflect in like the next few seconds because I knew it was the end. Like in that dream, I knew that I wasn't going to get out of it. But when I thought about it, and I just took the few seconds to look at life and like checked in to see if I was missing anything or if I did anything wrong or should have done things differently um, and had any like major regrets I thought well got a lot of good dancing in that made me real happy I didn't take it for granted I didn't waste it I didn't sit on the couch when I knew that there were places to go and people to see I really used what what was available to me in my body and in 
in my energy and I lived it up. Yeah. So I think if I feel that way as I continue to age down this path, then I won't have any major regrets then either. Yeah. Agreed. I'll just be that much richer for, as you say, having those experiences and memories behind me. Oh, speaking of money, number 99, money does not buy happiness. We spend so much time chasing dollars, worrying about dollars, and counting dollars. It may surprise you to learn that satisfaction with life is no more likely among the rich. Okay. So kind of along this lines of money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but you do have to be able to pay for these events to go to them. So there is something to be said about money being involved. However, as amazing as these events are, as wonderful as the people are that you meet and you're going to meet, I know I've said it before, I know you've said it before, I can definitely get just an amazing night of dancing in a parking lot. Oh yeah. When you want to fulfill that need of dance, you can definitely do it. If Even if your funds are currently strapped or divvied out elsewhere in the meantime. There, that's one of the nice things about dance is there's not much you actually need to be able to do it. As opposed to, say, video games. Definitely need a whole lot more in that than you do dance. So. From the teaching aspect also, I know how much I love going to line dance club every week and teaching whatever I feel like teaching that week. And I know that if there were like some box or some hat where people could leave money, the way I live right now is pretty much down to essentials like I have enough money to not need to worry about things like food and rent and gas like all that's taken care of and I still have a little bit to save so if people did leave money or if I charged some kind of admission it wouldn't that it wouldn't make that much difference on my life like it would just be one of those background things if they felt like doing it I mean that's really up to them I don't need it though and I wouldn't be significantly more um, motivated to teach a good lesson just because you know they pop ten bucks into my pocket. You know? Yeah, I love it for what it is, and that's all I need from it. I can understand that. <laughs> Number one hundred. Oh, here it is. Of. The 100 Simple Secrets of Happy People by David Nimmin, PhD. What does it all mean? You decide. Your future, how you feel about it, yourself, and everything else, follows from the decisions you make, the priorities you develop, and the perspective you see things through. Yeah, this is this is 100 because that's definitely a big thing um, I know we've mentioned it a couple times 
choose, whereas this is your path versus somebody else's and how you can flip a, a situation and even if something negative did occur where you, you know, you can put the positive followed by the negative or you can put the negative and then follow it by the positive and see it more more or less in a good light. Um, and I know dance is definitely each individual's own path, each individual's own experiences, and the good, the bad, the vulnerable, it's all something that we can share with one another. Because although we might not have walked in the same shoes, at some point, some part of our lives, there is some type of similarity that we can pull from that allows us to connect with other people, support them, encourage them, and just in general, accept them for who they are. And I know a lot of that starts with who you are as an individual and who you want to be and what steps you take to become that person and dance is definitely a great way to start finding out at least it was for me what came to mind for me was what does it all mean you decide was this book as one example and the many things that you'll encounter just day to day thinking that they have no relevance or connection to anything else that's going on in your life it's it's just a flashing light on the side of the road and you wonder oh how many beats per minute is that I wonder what wonder what dances you could do to the flashing of that light or a moth flying by and you think oh it's just a, a moth flying around in the dark and then you wonder you know, how is it able to navigate in such low light and then you wonder about dance venues where the lighting is really low and how did you find your way around when the lighting was that low like do you do you base it off of what you feel around you, like people's footsteps on the floor vibrating through and then into your own feet? Um, do you look for certain you know, exit signs on the side of the, the walls? Just anything that you see, if you, if you get creative with it, can align with the path that you're on and the interests that you have, which in our case, for this podcast episode, is line dance. So was this book about secrets of happy people or happy line dancers? Is every book in some way like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's line dance? <laughs> you can find the way that all of it makes sense for you. Just open your mind and get creative and eventually something might come and then you'll get that little aha moment can share it with a friend and share it with us because of course we would want to hear about it too yeah absolutely it's 
definitely nice to know how when you find a passion and a love of something, how much it can spill over into your daily life Mm. in such good ways Mm. and encouraging ways. how you you choose to apply them to bring more good and positive that definitely helps to encourage others to do the same. It's like in the the secret uh, of um, the tragedy and hope like because of line dance and the kinds of people I've met and the genuine authentic personalities they have and how welcoming they've been and that breaking down of barriers and and dividing lines it's because of all that that my hope or my belief that it's possible for that kind of attitude to exist among large groups of humans like that's expanded a lot and like I I used to think about that sort of thing a lot more back in I don't know 2008 or so when all that green movement um, technology was you know getting out there for people to see for the first time and Uh, Obama was coming up into the presidency. Like, there were a lot of things happening at that time in our history that, uh, especially living in Sonoma County, um, that made me think, we can all have a garden, and we can grow our own food, and we can waste as little as possible. And I was extremely idealistic. I still have some of that now. But it kind of went dormant for a few years, and seeing what's possible because of Lion Dance makes me I don't know it's woken some of it back up and it makes me think that this can be brought out and helped to blossom in more parts of the world and among more groups of people so that would be me deciding what does it all mean like is Lion Dance just a fun way to move to music sure it can also be a lot of other things, depending where you want to take it. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts as we more closely approach our, our destination in Sonoma County? I know that I've said it before, and I will probably say it a hundred more times, but stay humble and kind and follow your passion. Don't let others tell you who you're supposed to be. Because the world needs you. Mm-hmm. And whatever gift you can give. I would sort of echo things that both of us have been saying for the last three segments of of these recordings Um, celebrate now appreciate what you have now whether that's friends or family your body your health um, 
the financial means available to you, even if it doesn't seem like much, it's a lot, drinking water, like just going out to a dance place, sweating up a storm and having free, cool water is a beautiful thing. Yes. So take, take the time to appreciate even that small blessing. When your shoes don't have holes in them, I've danced with shoes that have like soles peeling back and tonight I, I am wearing $10 shoes that work just fine from Target, I think. Um, there's so many little things to be grateful for. Like people say count your blessings. You don't have to do a numbered list if you feel like that's too arduous for you, but just take some time and just let it sink in like feel feel how good it is to have what you have yeah absolutely thank you all for for listening this evening or wherever you are morning or afternoon Uh, we'll probably be back to you fairly shortly because we got Vegas coming up yes so expect to hear some recaps of that or a week and a half or so, maybe a couple weeks. Maybe uh, maybe we'll find another book out there that is uh, secretly about line dance, even if the author didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Megan, for driving us tonight. Oh, of course. Donies was, as always, a blast. Okay. Well, take care, everybody, and uh, we'll see you on the dance floor.